Welcome to the Magnificat Podcast. We are an international ministry to Catholic women. Throughout this series, we will pray together, share insights, and hear amazing testimonies, typically from women of faith who have been touched by the power of the Lord in their lives. This is a decidedly Catholic podcast, and in this series, you will hopefully learn more about the Catholic faith, God, the Blessed Mother, and much more. Thanks so much for joining us. Now let's listen to a great program. Welcome to the Bread of Life Catholic Bible Study. The paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, 26. Let us begin with prayer in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, I cannot understand your word without your grace. I acknowledge my weakness so your power can reach perfection in me. Send your Holy Spirit to remind, teach, and guide me to the truth. And may I share as soon as possible whatever you teach me. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in us the fire of your love. Amen. This is the 14th Sunday in Ordinary Time. The gospel is Luke 10, 1 to 12, 17 to 20. After this, the Lord appointed a further 72 and sent them in pairs before him to every town and place he intended to visit. He said to them, The harvest is rich, but the workers are few. Therefore, ask the harvest masters to send workers to his harvest. Be on your way, and remember, I am sending you as lambs in the midst of wolves. Do not carry a walking staff or a traveling bag. Wear no sandals and greet no one along the way. On entering any house, first say, peace to this house. If there is a peaceable man there, your peace will rest on him. If not, it will come back to you. Stay in the one house, eating and drinking what they have, for the laborer is worth his wage. Do not move from house to house. Into whatever city you go, after they welcome you, Eat what they set before you and cure the sick there. Say to them, the reign of God is at hand. If the people of any town you enter do not welcome you, go into its streets and say, we shake the dust of this town from our feet as testimony against you. But know that the reign of God is near. I assure you, on that day, the fate of Sodom will be less severe than that of such a town. The Gospel of the Lord. The questions, how many did the Lord appoint? 72, and how did he appoint them in pairs to go before him? And where did he send them? To every town and place he intended to visit. What did Jesus say about the harvest and the workers? The harvest is rich, but the workers are few. And for what did he say to ask? 
asked the harvest master to send workers to his harvest. How did Jesus say he is sending his laborers? As lambs in the midst of wolves. How did he tell them to travel? Do not carry a walking staff or traveling bag, he said. Wear no sandals and greet no one along the way. When entering a house, what did he tell them to say? Peace to this house. If there is a peaceable man, what will your peace do? Your peace will rest on him. And if, it, he, and if he is not, what will happen to your peace? It will come back to you. Where were they to stay? And what did he say about wages? They were to stay in one house. And he said, the laborer is worth his wages. Where they, where, where they were welcomed, what were they to do with the food, the sick? And what were they to say to them? They were to eat what they was set before them. They were to cure the sick. And say, they said to them, the reign of God is at hand. What were they to say to people that did not welcome them? And where were they to go to say it? We shake the dust from the, this town, from our feet as testimony against you. And we're into the streets. What will happen to such a town? The fate of Sodom will be less severe than that of such a town. How did the 72 return in jubilation? And what did they say was subject to them, the demons, and in whose name? In Jesus' name. Who did Jesus say fell from the sky like lightning? Luke 10, 18, Satan. What had he given them, and what shall not happen to them? Power to tread on snakes and scorpions and all the forces of the enemy. And nothing shall injure you, he said. And what should you not so much rejoice in the fact that the devils are subject to you? And in what should you rejoice that your names are inscribed in heaven? The personal, in what way have you used this power that God has given you in the name of Jesus to get rid of the enemy in your family or with those you meet every day, each day? And we're going to reread verse 19 of Luke 10 and claim the promise given to you, it says. So I'm going to reread that now. See what I have done? I have given you power to tread on snakes and scorpions and all the forces of the enemy, and nothing shall ever injure you. Deacon can answer this question. He said, I pray for them. I pray over them. I refer to scripture. I believe it, and I expect the healing. I then rejoice in the power of the Lord. And I have, I claim this promise. 
when praying over family or others, I need to ask the Lord to give me the courage to cast out the sickness. And I do that at times. I need to start doing that more when praying for those on the street also. I know I am in a battle. Satan has convinced many people that only the doctors, psychiatrists, or even clergy can help them. You and I know that sin, sickness, and death came through disobedience to the word of God. I always examine myself when I feel like I am going to get sick. Have I done anything to offend God or neighbor? If I have, I need to make the wrong right and get reconciled. If I find no fault with myself, I know it's the evil one and I need to resist him. My favorite scripture for resisting him and reminding myself that I am a temple of the Holy Spirit and carry within the, me the greatest healer of all time is 1 John 4.4. You belong to God, children, and you have conquered them, for the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. The one in me is my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who conquered sin, sickness, and death from the cross. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for loving me so much. The commentary. Only Luke tells of this second mission of the disciples. More than just the 12 apostles had been following Jesus. He chose a group of about 70 disciples to prepare a number of towns that he would visit. These disciples were just ordinary men chosen for a not-so-ordinary assignment. The disciples were not trained in any special categories, nor did they have any unique qualifications. What made them different was their awareness of Jesus's power and their vision to reach all the people through him. We see that having personally experienced his power was much more important than dedicating their skills to God's kingdom. Today, we need to focus on what he wants us to do in the world. Jesus was sending out teams of two, two to reach the people. They were not to try to do the job themselves without help. Rather, they were to pray to God for more workers. In doing the work of evangelizing, we may want to jump out and begin working to save others and bring immediate results. Jesus tells us to first begin by praying for more workers, and before praying for the unsaved people, pray that other concerned people will join you in reaching out to them. There is no unemployment in Christian service. The Lord Jesus has work enough for everyone. Don't just sit back and watch. Look for ways to reap the harvest. Jesus leaves little room for illusion. He tells the disciples they will be like lambs among wolves. They would have to be careful, for they will meet all kinds of opposition. We, too, 
are sent into the world as lambs among wolves. So we need to watch out and remember that we need to face our enemies, not with timidity, but with power, not with aggression, but with love and courage. The disciples were told to accept hospitality graciously because they were entitled to it. We need to see today that our ministers are supported emotionally and receive plenty of encouragement. The disciples were disciplined to eat what was put in front of them and to go among the sick and heal in the name of Jesus. They were to shake off the dust of any town that refused them and move on with the good news. The disciples had seen tremendous results as they ministered in Jesus's name and came back overjoyed. Jesus warned them not to get puffed up with their exploits, but to remember their most important victory was that their names were registered among the citizens of heaven. Jesus reminds us today in our ministry of discipleship that the victory is being won in Jesus' name. The prize is not human glory through feats of evangelistic power, but of heavenly glory through following Jesus to Calvary. Our application this week, the first reading shows that God will not let his work of restoration go unfinished. The second reading tells us that our world, like Paul's world, is full of enticements. The gospel reveals that there is no unemployment in Christian service. Let us boast of nothing but the power of the cross of Christ in his holy name. We can be instruments of tremendous deeds in his name. We need to begin everything we do in prayer to our Heavenly Father through the power of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name and go forth and make disciples of all the nations. Let us begin with the members of our own family. The closing prayer. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for teaching us and showing us that we're not fighting against flesh and blood powers, but we're fighting against principalities and principles of the air. We thank you for your love and your guidance and direction in our life. We give you praise and honor and glory for all things. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Have a great week. God bless you. To more fully participate each week, you may visit the St. Dismas Guild website at stdismasguild.org. That's S-T-D-I-S. -S 
M-A-S-G-U-I-L-D dot O-R-G to either purchase the Bread of Life Bible Study book or download the complimentary lessons. In 1989, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn began this prison, pro-life, and pro-family ministry to remind us that the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, verse 26. God bless. Thanks so much for listening to this Magnificat podcast. Have you been touched by our time together? If so, for more information or to find a Magnificat chapter near you, go to our website at magnificat-ministry.org or visit us on social media. We would love to hear from you. You can also email us at magnificatcst at aol.com or call 504-828-MARY, M-A-R-Y. Until the next time, may God bless you.